0: All right, so we move uh, right along here into the countdown, and we're into our number five, a top five here for national and local. And my number five national is I contemplated on uh, putting this uh, uh high on the list but uh I wanted to uh, give uh, recognition to uh, uh the women's sports that were uh so high on the uh, list of 2023 and uh you got anything for that
1: I I one specific yes so
0: uh well I mean I just kind of encompassed everything I thought uh-huh. the Iowa Uh, basketball game Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the football field 55,000 people showing up for an exhibition against DePaul and of course Caitlin Clark uh, was a big person a
1: part of that yep that was my number five was the rise of Caitlin Clark
0: and uh, also Nebraska uh, volleyball on volleyball day uh, back in August I think it was August 30th Mm -hmm. and they packed 92,003 people and to their football stadium yep. to uh, have a volleyball match with Omaha. Yep. And so uh, those were really cool. And uh, um, the volleyball was treated to a concert afterwards. But, nice. Um, 92,000 people for a That's volleyball a match. People.
1: That's a lot of people. Yeah. So my number five, like like I said, was just the rise of Caitlin Clark. It felt like this year was really the, you know, the year that we kind of heard about her, her success and how it transcended Just college girls' basketball. Right. Yeah. And this, the whole LSU national championship and with Angel Reese and all that. And the taunting and everything like that and and all that that happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she became a bigger star. She's one of the few athletes who I feel became a bigger star than the sport she played. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that continues now here as we look into 2024, as far as that goes as well.
0: Right yeah so uh i would agree so it's nice that we had it both
1: mm-hmm. on the list yep. uh there again we don't look at our list beforehand we don't no? talk about this so the fact it was in the same spot it's not the second time that's happened it's a these second lists. time kind wow of creepy it is weird
0: hey we're on the same wavelength we, we talk
1: yeah. <laughs> almost every
0: day about and, sports, and uh, yeah. on the sports show and uh, so yeah maybe that's not as surprising maybe <laughs> uh my number five local And I contemplated on even putting this on the list at all, but uh, I had to. Illinois, Illinois football. Mm -hmm. Uh, The disappointment, but uh, mainly uh, with uh, Fagan, Uh, Caden Fagan getting his uh, first touchdown was a bright spot in what was a miserable football season.
1: I love that you put them on there because you knew they were nowhere near my list.
0: (laughs) I contemplated doing it at all, but... I wanted to just mainly shout-out Fagan. It. Yep, yep. Mainly shout-out Fagan. Yep. And also uh, a small part of that was uh, Coleman Hawkins and yep. Terrence J. Jr. announcing that they were coming back as well. But yep. uh just uh, the number five there with uh, Fagan uh, scoring his first collegiate touchdown against Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, there in what otherwise was a miserable uh, college football season for the Illini.
1: Yep. Moments of hope. Mm-hmm. But just fleeting moments. Dashed. Yep. Yeah. Nope. All right.
0: You're number five.
1: My number five, I'm keeping it on the gridiron, Travis, and that is the season for Mount Carmel football. Yes, it did not end the way you wanted it to, but second place in the entire state is nothing at all to hang your head about, especially Mm -hmm. the record-breaking year of their quarterback. Just uh, a, a great tradition that kind of got rebirthed this year it was mm-hmm. you know they've always had a good program but it, they were missing playoff success the past couple of years this year they yeah, got it they did. and this year they kind of overcame a couple of hurdles and again i know the championship game did not go the way you wanted it at all But Mm -hmm. nothing at all to hang your head about. And, again, that's the furthest a local team from our area has gotten since we've been doing this show.
0: Right. I kind of forgot about that Mm -hmm. almost just because of how the state championship game uh, ended there. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It shouldn't diminish uh, what they accomplished during the season. And Blaine Sisson
1: was the real deal. Two losses. One was to that Indiana school that went undefeated the year before. And I think. Finished pretty well again and moments to Byron, who went undefeated. Right. Those are pretty good losses.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And also correlates with the Illini with uh, Blaine switching yep. his commitment, originally committed to uh, SIU, but then uh, flipped to uh, Illinois and Champaign. That Stay one, closer to home. That one
1: hurt me. <laughs>
0: yep, you're a lost hurt one. Me
1: personally, but hey, you know what? Illinois needs a quarterback. Yeah. Really badly.
0: Yeah. Well, we got one. Are they, we do? Yeah. Who's that? It's Paddock. Hopefully he gets a, a waiver to stay. <laughs> and hope. <laughs> if and not, hope. if not, Susan could be the guy. Yeah.
1: But knowing, if they don't switch them, knowing Illinois. Illinois, they'll put him at wide receivers. That's <laughs> receiver. That's what they do with their decent quarterback. That's what they do with yeah. their decent quarterback. You're a decent quarterback. Let's put you at wide receiver. Yeah. Because we really don't want to have a, an option running quarterback offensive scheme. So we're going to put our best quarterback at wide receiver because he can mm-hmm. run too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll have to wait to see. Oh yeah, we will. how that develops we will. <laughs> there. All right, so uh, here's my number four national. And uh, I uh, will go here, even though I don't pay attention a lot to the uh, sport, but uh, this was a big deal about uh, Lionel Messi uh, coming to MLS.
1: I had number four, Messi. Unbelievable. Messi to MLS, yes. It was a huge deal, and just how it made for, it felt like a month or two. Mm -hmm. it made ML it it made MLS a really big deal Mm -hmm. and specifically going to those Miami games. Right. We were hearing about ticket prices. We were hearing about everything like that. And the celebrities showing up and all of this and how big of a deal it was. And, you know, I'm going to be interested to see like if it carries over to the new year of MLS, Mm -hmm. if it's still as big of a deal as it was. Right. Um, so that to me is interesting in twenty twenty four going forward, but yeah, for twenty twenty three it was a big deal that Messi decided to come to America. I think that's that's the yeah, end. It yeah. didn't matter if he where he went. The fact that he came to America to presumably end his career here in America mm-hmm. is huge for American soccer.
0: Yep, uh, absolutely. And I uh, uh, just missed out on Inter Miami. They came to St Louis, but it was so before his yep. official debut.
1: There's always uh, next there, year, Travis.
0: There's always next year. I, I'm not sure of the schedule uh, for MLS or even if they're uh, coming back to uh, St. Louis. But if they are, hot ticket item. And that was the talk of the town uh, that night. Uh, city's become a real big thing there uh, for soccer games and whatnot, a real destination uh, for the city. And ah, uh, just missed out on Messi. Uh, Coming with Enter uh, Miami,
1: June first, Travis. Ooh, Enter Miami at St. Louis. Ooh, nice. June first at six thirty p.m. Mm. What
0: day is that? On? Um, June first, you say? June first. Ooh, it's a Saturday. Ooh, nice. Ooh, maybe mark the mark it on your calendars. And also, I was uh, also thinking of just how uh, messy. Uh, came to America while uh, another famous uh, soccer player that kind of went in the opposite direction that was Cristiano Ronaldo as uh he this wasn't a part of 2023 more of 2022 uh when he announced that he was officially joining the Saudi Arabia League and whatnot but he played this entire year in uh, Saudi
1: Arabia so uh you haven't really heard much about them. By the way, in case you're wondering, the Cardinals are in Philadelphia that night, so you can't do a doubleheader. Nope. But nope. They also are the day before that, too, and the day after. So you can't, you can't double Weekend dip. Weekend series. You can't double dip doing Cardinals and, uh, mm. yeah.
0: But I would imagine they have another opportunity, maybe just not uh, with Inter-Miami. Uh there and you know, throw in another soccer thing there was uh, of course that was uh with um let's see, my his name it escapes me right now, Rob and Ryan Reynolds. Uh Rob Uh what was his name from? It's always sunny. I always forget. Never not, seen the show. F- yeah. Of course. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Jeez. Sorry to let you down again. My TV and movie viewing pleasure, viewing habits are not well-known, so. Uh. Rob McKinney Mac, Sure. Mac, yeah. Um, then
0: with uh, Wrexham and whatnot. Uh, it was written for TV, and uh, sure enough, uh, they were promoted in their football league for the first time in 15 years. Nice. So, that was also a nice feel-good story mm-hmm. for Wrexham. Yeah,
1: that's my number four, too, so.
0: All right, so uh, uh, we'll uh, move along here to uh, my uh, number four local. And I know you won't have this one on the list. You don't know that. St. Louis Cardinals. You're you're right. (laughs) St. Louis Cardinals, bad season. Uh, Yeah, it was... uh, it was a stinker. Uh, I know a lot of Cardinal fans uh, told me that that was the least amount of baseball that they've watched in, in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know uh, Dominic and I uh, were, have always talked about this on our rides to football games and basketball games and whatnot. Of Just like we've had bad seasons before, but it hasn't felt like this. Mm-hmm. And coming off that uh, playoff collapse and, uh, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that. Um and us doing virtually nothing and the season turned out the way it was, and you know it just was a bad year with uh, with Awiati, and uh, Wainwright was a shining shining star there with getting his uh, 200th win, but even that wasn't easy.
1: No, it, it, you're being very nice saying. He was a shining star. Are you forgetting the two weeks where he left because he couldn't do it anymore? I know. Where his ERA was up over seven at one point. I know.
0: But (laughs) that was the win number two hundred was about the the best that we got from Wayne. And it
1: took him to get two hundred, he had to do it hurt. He wouldn't be able to do another start.
0: Exactly. He literally said that was all that that he was left left to give. He was pitching on a bum elbow or a bum
1: arm. You know the worst thing about it, Travis, is I I think I can can say this as a not Cardinal fan. The worst thing about last year, or this year I should say, is that the Cubs and the Cardinals had a golden opportunity playing in London. And by that London series, Mm -hmm. no Cardinal fan cared about the Cardinals anymore. Right, no. You were already saying the season was over, and that was end of June. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was already over. And at the yeah. time, the Cubs weren't that great either. So it was, it was, I mean, I remember saying it on the show here, that we're going over to London, and there's nothing there.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Right, yeah, it was just one thing after another that we yeah. chronicled there at the end of the season. It seemed like every week it was something else. The Tyler O'Neill uh, hustle situation mm-hmm. early on in the season, uh, Wilson Contreras getting thrown under the bus by the front office, being the scapegoat. Everything that was happening with Owayno, and whether we uh, do we want to keep trying him out here and try to get to two hundred. Uh, they're just one thing after another. The
1: lack of faith of the fan base in the front office as well as the manager. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot. And yeah. now that we sit here and talk about it, Travis, for a, a team that has been so known for do it the Cardinal way, it was very much an unCardinal way season. Like, mm-hmm. the front office usually doesn't throw people under the bus. The manager usually doesn't call out a player for hustle so so it was just a very odd year. Mm-hmm. It was. And again, as as we've said on this show, if I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm saying, what went wrong? Because nothing changed from the previous year. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a new management, new regime came in, nothing like that. So what was it? There wasn't a big injury. It wasn't like Goldschmidt was out for a month and a half and Arenado was out for, you know, two months or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what? changed so you can prevent it from happening next Mm -hmm. year right and that's i i think more than anything it's a clubhouse thing it's Mm -hmm. not something that we fans can see we're not gonna be able to see yeah but if you're a cardinal fan you have to hope it gets resolved
0: Mm -hmm. your sellers at the deadline are traded away a bunch of players and uh whatnot but not and we talked about trading Goldschmidt, yeah. which was ridiculous, yeah. for my opinion. But that was kicked around. Yeah.
1: Now you are going to get signed to extension.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Which
1: again, I don't think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. But. Right. Is St. Louis starting and, and Travis? I'm not meaning to get off topic here, but <laughs> I'm halfway get off topic here. Is St. Louis becoming? Because we always hear all these players about we want to play for this fan base and for this city. And the players talking about how they love the fans, and they love the city, because they feel the atmosphere, they feel the passion, and everything like that. But is St. Louis starting to become where old players get one final go-round? <laughs> maybe. And they want to do it in front of a passionate fan base instead of, for example, like a Lance Lynn, instead of doing it with the White Sox, who maybe don't have the most passionate fan base. Like... Is that what's starting to happen to the Cardinals? They're a historic, prestigious franchise where a a player on the way out or a player maybe trying to reinvent themselves can go for a year or two Mm -hmm. and turn it around or end it the way they want. Yeah. And if that's what your franchise is being perceived as, that's not a good thing. (laughs) There's not a lot of forward mobility with that being what the league players – think of your franchise right, the, as n-
0: the next stop being in the retirement home <laughs> right after you leave st louis
1: i want i want to play in front of fans who are passionate about me being here before i leave well, that's not really great for the rest of the organization right <laughs> yeah but you think about it i mean and, and we've talked about it the cardinals value veterans over young players Hmm. right And they made that perfectly clear with the Pujols signing. Let's be honest. It was magical. Mm -hmm. But you can't tell me there wasn't another player in the organization who already could have used that spot Pujols had.
0: Yeah, potentially. And he definitely overperformed on the field as well.
1: He got You got so much more out of him than you ever, ever dreamed of. Mm -hmm. You were signing him... To For trot, trot him out there against left-handed pitching,
0: yeah, maybe every once right. in a
1: while, and to be a locker room leader.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he could retire as a Cardinal. Yep, Those were the three things. And what you got was so much more than anyone else expected. Mm-hmm. But going into it, that's not what you were expecting. Right. If he kept with what he had been doing then i think you definitely have a bunch of guys in that triple a system who are going i could have done that sure but you're signing him paying him more money than i'm making to give you less because it's the name and it's the history mm-hmm. and again if that's what your organization's being viewed as that's not a good
0: thing <laughs> no No, not at all. Sorry to go down that rabbit And, uh, again, uh, we we talk about it uh, a lot with – I remember a couple of times that you've said it in the past. I don't know if it was with uh, uh, last year's team or if it was the previous uh, team with uh, the Cubs. Uh, If the Cardinals want any uh, change, if they really want to make last year Mm -hmm. a blimp on the radar rather than just a trend that is going to keep continuing – the only change that is going to be needed is if the Cardinals are affected by the bottom line, yep. if people don't come out to the games. Yep. If 3 million people are coming through the turnstiles, you're going to complain online. Yep. You're going to complain at the water cooler or yep. whatever, yep. but you're still going to come out to the ballpark. You're
1: still gonna buy the money and as nice. long
0: as you come out to the ballpark and buy tickets, buy beer, buy food, hot dogs, mm-hmm. everything else, they don't care. Yep. They're still making money. Yep. So why would we change things? And I
1: think if I remember correctly, Travis, aren't there new apartment buildings at Baseball uh, Village? Across the
0: street, yeah. Yeah,
1: those are owned by the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So those people who are paying that, I think we looked it up one time, $1,100, I believe, in monthly rent to live there. Something like that, yeah. yeah. they're making their money off them. Hmm. Yeah. It's right. It's a sad state of baseball. Hmm. And, you know, it, it's... If you're the Cardinals, like we said, and if you're a Cardinal fan, you have to hope last year was a blip. That something just in the water was not right. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this to me, I'll I'll say it right here on our, our end of the year show, Travis. This past year, 2023, could be a tipping point for the future of the Cardinals franchise. This feels like we are teetering on the edge of falling into the Grand Canyon or not. Mm -hmm. And what they do this upcoming season is going to dictate what happens. Yeah. Because, as you talked about, the fan base is frustrated. Mm -hmm. Another year like that? Yeah. The fan base, as much as you love the Cardinals, you're not going to stick around for many more of those. Mm -hmm. Because you're not used to it. Right. That's not the norm. No. It's not like you're a Royals fan who's used to finishing the last in the Central. And when <laughs> you win, it's like, oh, my gosh, we won. That's exactly. crazy. Exactly. And you know it's coming down a year or two later. You know it's not sustainable if you're a mm-hmm. Royals fan. Cardinals you are used to winning. Mm-hmm. And to not win and to be out of it by the All-Star game. hmm That's a problem. It is. And that is something that will have to be fixed. Like I said, this is a tipping point. Yeah, because 100%. another year like last year there's gonna be there has to be wholesale changes mm. has to be from the top down yeah and what does that entail who knows mm. who knows yeah who I mean I don't know how far it'll go or could go because I don't would sell it I don't know uh... with as much as franchises are making now being sold if I was done with it Ooh. why not? Yeah. Why not? Mm. If I'm not willing to invest the money back into it to make it successful and the fans are all upset about it, why would I stick around? Mm. Get out while the getting's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not I saying that's that going to happen. The, that's a, Yeah, let's press the that's button. That's a very drastic. <laughs>
0: press the button doomsday scenario.
1: But I don't think it's 100% out of the realm of possibility. Mm. I think it's 98% out of the realm of possibility, but saying there's a chance.
0: Right. Yeah, and then, that, of course, with the Cardinals potentially on the television side of Bally uh, Sports and whatnot, we know everything about them potentially uh, going under with their parent company going mm-hmm. bankrupt, and then the rumor of Amazon wanting to get into the sports game again with baseball and that they could be uh, purchasing some things for that, and that means the Blues and the Cardinals would be on Amazon.
1: Now, I... And again, I haven't looked into it a hundred percent, so excuse me for sounding ignorant here on that side of it. But was it all the Valley Valley properties or was it just select few? No, I think it was the all the Bally Okay. Bally sports. Because if I those are just the two affected around here. Right. But I'm saying if I'm if I'm the uh, if I'm Amazon, am I picking up the Cardinals and the Blues after the past two years? Yeah. If I have the options to let's do, let's say the back or the Rangers, right? Yeah, I think that was just like a, ballet Ballet as a whole. Okay, because I know there's so many different like, yeah, regional. I didn't know if they're all tied together or not. So yeah, they are. But yeah, that's mm. uh, something else to think about because that, unfortunately, if you're a Cardinals fan, now again, if they end up going to Amazon, then maybe you'll have an influx of cash to help the organization. Maybe, yep. but if it doesn't, and you can't find anywhere to land, and we're back on local ABC radio, you know, ABC television, boy, that's not going to help your uh, your market shares there, and that's not going to help you get more money to spend on players. Right, that's going to have to help the Cardinals tighten tighten the belts even more. Yeah,
0: we're already a smaller market, and we're already uh, tight with our with our money, anyways.
1: But again, and, and again, Cardinal fans and. Sports fans in general don't want to hear this because we (laughs) see what the Dodgers are doing. As we talked about, they have a great TV deal. They have Mm. a great TV deal with Comcast. It's it's golden. It's locked in. The Cardinals could be not spending as much because of the fact of they know that is upcoming. Yeah. And they're trying to save where they can. Mm. And I know you don't want to hear that. Mm. That's the truth. Wow. Alrighty. We went way along on that. Sorry. We did. You yeah. Get me down rabbit holes <laughs> and I rant and rave and become the old man standing on his front porch yelling at planes. So
0: it's hey, okay.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Alrighty. Ready for the next one?
0: Yeah. Ready for the next here. You're number four.
1: My local number four, Travis, is uh, the Mount Carmel girls golf team winning state again. We we talk about how good their football team was this year. The only thing better than their football team the past couple of years has been their golf team. I think they've won two straight state championships and multiple players make it uh, to the finals. They just churn out great golfers down there at Mount Carmel on the girls' side. Mm -hmm. And uh, for them to be rewarded again winning state. Awesome accomplishment!
0: Yeah, definitely, and we'll see another golf appearance on the list. Oh, sorry, later on, not with Mount Carmel though. Okay, well, good, good, got that. Yeah, so I'm golden there. Yeah, if I'm righty With the golden aces, ah (laughs) ah.
1: Glad you picked that up on that. (laughs) Both
0: in the golf, you know, uh, hole in one is an ace.
1: That's right. No I wonder guess. they're so good, the exactly. Golden Aces.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so we're into the top three now. We are. Top three a national story, and I kind of lumped these in uh, together uh, with the uh, champions of uh, different leagues. I know that earlier on in the list uh, had something about the Nuggets, uh, but the uh, uh, Rangers winning the World Series for the uh, first time and, of course, can't have a top story of the year without the super bowl and the chiefs winning another super bowl even though it's not been great this year Mm -hmm. but uh, you know it was fairly exciting super bowl Uh, there was a late penalty that maybe kind of clouded the game a little bit but uh chiefs winning the super bowl and the rangers winning the uh first championship in their franchise history since you know 2011, you yeah. stole it from them. You did. So, you I, was, did. so I was happy that they at like least when get a it done. Sports
1: team gets there first. It always mm. feels like a, a much bigger deal than it should, even mm. though the ratings will tell you otherwise. As <laughs> yeah, I mentioned, I the decline of the World
0: Series. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll also throw in uh, Vegas as oh, well, yeah. winning yeah. hockey. Yep. And the WNBA championship.
1: Yep. And the Nuggets. Yep. A lot of first-time champs this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the Aces, the Nuggets, the girls. Aces was back-to-back. W- back. WNBA? Oh, yeah, that's right. They did win last year. Mm-hmm. But yep. the the Knights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Knights, Nuggets, and Rangers.
0: Knights haven't been around that long, and uh, they got to the Stanley Cup their first year, but now they finally hosted the Cup.
1: Three out of the four national, big-time national champions, first time, mm-hmm. at least in professional sports. Yep
0: professional realm yep 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 absolutely
1: all right my number three travis and maybe we'll call it a little recency bias the drama around shohei otani leading up to his free agency the free agent process and the windfall afterwards
0: Hmm. yeah i kind of had yeah something to do with otani yeah later in the list but
1: for me specifically it is how it will affect the free agency moving forward Mm -hmm. like i said there will never be another player who will command the market like he did the owners will not allow it to happen you can bet they will be negotiating collective bargaining agreements about this that this will not happen Mm -hmm. and i would expect to see deferred money to be in the collective bargaining agreement as well I would hope so. So it it changed the sport of baseball. Like Mm -hmm. one signing has changed baseball's future. Yep. Crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. And so more to come
1: uh, there with that. Yep.
0: Uh, So uh, my uh, number three uh, local was the uh, year of the uh, Bulldog, and that's the uh, St. Anthony Bulldogs i i got that coming up as well mm-hmm. yep yep yeah, i told you golf would be uh on the list mm-hmm. uh there uh for them and i don't know what uh what else you had so i'll save it yep. uh for for the rest for, for yep. you bub. Yep. uh the year of 2023 treated saint anthony uh very well on multiple sports very much so, so yep. uh that was my number three uh so that means we have hit number two on the
1: national list my number three.
0: Oh yeah okay sorry no
1: you're good because i'm sure i'm not gonna have a whole lot to talk about this because i'm sure it's on your list and my number three is the sectional games of altamont mm-hmm. yep so i'll just leave that there for now <laughs> yep that, that made my list uh-huh, uh-huh. i figured it did <laughs> we'll be talking more about that i'm sure coming up in a moment <laughs> yeah
0: all right so uh now the uh number two number two uh, story i debated on whether i should uh, put this as number one or number two but i settled on a number two and that was uh lebron james it was on the half year story and i gotta put it here on the list as well uh lebron james all-time leading scorer
1: it's my number two as well ah man LeBron breaking, breaking the the scoring record, um, like him or not, you know, it's an accomplishment now. It's only an accomplishment because he entered the league as young as he did and played as long as he has, but still an accomplishment.
0: Those little roles back then.
1: Well, true, but also, you know, when you're playing on a Cleveland Cavaliers team that has Wally Zerbiak and Galskisk and Larry Hughes, someone's got to score the points. Hey. Don't uh, disrespect Agouskas. I will.
0: <laughs> I think he made had a career high of twenty.
1: Uh, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, you know, uh, it's something that we can say. You know, we saw in our lifetime, we've exactly. seen the entire career of LeBron James in our
0: lifetime. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, all time uh, leading uh, stuff doesn't happen uh, every day, and uh, we should uh, celebrate it uh, for. When they happen, yeah. And so uh, that was back in uh, February. Yeah, it was a I long believe, time. Believe uh, towards the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, LeBron passing Kareem on the all-time scores list. And I should also mention that twenty-three three has treated LeBron well. He is an in-season tournament champion. That's something that Jordan never did, and uh, he is also one step closer with uh, Bronny. Uh, coming back from his uh, cardiac arrest that he had playing at USC. So uh, he's one step closer with playing with his son, and that's also something that Jordan never did. And LeBron might fool around, and he might wait for Bryce to get to the NBA. So he could play with both his sons. So take that, Marcus and Jeffrey. That's because – Jordan's sons weren't
1: good enough to make it to the NBA.
0: Ouch, but good enough to play at Illinois. Oh,
1: that's all you need to say, Bad Illinois basketball. I think you've said enough there.
0: <laughs> There's pictures on the internet of Jordan wearing an Illinois polo. I,
1: I think you've said enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, Ilgalskis had a 35-point game.
0: Exactly, won, yes.
1: One thirty five 35 point But game. still,
0: that's more than a career high of 20. <laughs> Uh. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <Kioskis. laughs>
1: career 13 points a game. Yeah. Did you know he was a member of the Heat in 2010? I did, yeah. He followed he, LeBron everywhere.
0: He did. He came to LeBron, Miami.
1: don't leave me. Mm-hmm. I'm irrelevant without you.
0: Mm, yep. All right. He won a championship, right? Yeah. On that, on that team?
1: I... No, he did not. That was the really? year. he did not win the championship. He is not a championship winner. He's just a two time all star and ninety seven ninety eight all rookie. Oh.
0: Big Z. Big Z, that's right. <laughs> Bet you never thought that we'd get to Drunas O'Galskis. Drafted
1: twentieth overall in the ninety sixth draft by the Cavs. Mm, there you go. What a guy. Currently forty eight.
0: <laughs> he could probably still play. He probably still hoops. He's in, in the pickup games. Yeah. Overseas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we uh, move on to local number twos. And my number two uh, was that Altamont uh, sectional uh, there. That's where I have it. And I think that it was kind of high on my list in the uh, half of your stories. But uh, I still... One of the greatest things that I've ever been involved in, uh, for sure. The comeback against Casey and uh, the uh, four-overtime thriller there against Tuscola. It's a game that I'll never forget and uh, one that I'll cherish uh, for a long time. And I know a lot of people from Altamont do as well even though the outcome wasn't what uh the indians fans wanted uh that night but just to have it in altamont there uh with the loudest that jim has ever been according to uh, some in attendance and uh coach bozarth for tuscola compared to the uh atmosphere of illinois and arizona the comeback that that holds us special at rosemont and uh, just to be compared to that put in the same conversation as uh something that uh, was cool and um what an amazing uh, atmosphere was on those uh, two nights all the way back in of February and in the beginning of March. Uh there is when those games went down.
1: And Travis, I can honestly say this there has never there's not a whole lot in this job that I've been jealous of. Mm-hmm. I was jealous of you for getting to call those two games. Mhm. Yeah. Because the atmosphere and just the way it all happened and the way everything went down mm-hmm. was so special. It was. And and I will say, I was jealous
0: mm-hmm. that night. Right. Yep. And the only thing that would have made it better for Optimize is if they would have came out with a yes. win. But uh, still, really cool. Yes, 100%. All right. So, uh, you're number two.
1: My number two, Travis, it wouldn't be a year-end looking at stories if we didn't at least mention Topple's winning another state title. This time it's the 7th grade girls winning a state title in basketball. Another year, another title. No wonder they got to keep building new schools over there in Topolis. Their trophy case just keeps getting bigger oh, and bigger and bigger. It's running and bigger. out of room. Running out of room.
0: Mm-hmm. You wonder
1: how many they have in storage at this point because they just keep adding more to it. And this year it was the seventh grade girls' turn who added that state title there in basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Still building that dynasty.
1: And again, those seventh grade girls will be in eighth grade next year, and they'll be in varsity before you know it. So, obviously, the future still looks bright for Totopolis basketball.
0: Yep. Oh, that's definitely still going to oh, yeah. keep turning out. Yep. Winners and championships. Till the end of time. Exactly. Yep. All right. So, here we go. Here we are. We reached number one. My number one in national was Shohei Otani and his big contract. Yep and the uh, deferred money, and being $680 million later on, and, uh, of course, signing
1: with uh, Dodger Blue instead mm-hmm. of Cubby Blue. Well, it was a pipe dream, Travis He never <laughs> wanted to come. He went to the place he wanted to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm saying from the very beginning. I think in 2017, if he had a choice, he would have chosen the Dodgers mm. as instead of the Angels. Yeah. He wanted to stay in L.A., that's fine. He knew what he wanted from the get-go.
0: Yeah, I know the outcome was predictable, and the sweepstakes was kind of not what we envisioned when we uh, talked about it for the entirety of the baseball season uh, of him being a free agent this year in the off-season. But uh, still, uh, biggest free agent on the market, and of course goes to stays in L.A. because
1: yep. of the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, just and again, how. The way it worked out affected everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how it made the winter meetings meaningless, (laughs) (laughs)
0: right? And then the Dodgers winning the another sweepstakes and getting Yamamoto.
1: And they may not be done yet.
0: Fuck. And Glass now. And Glass now. (laughs) And for Glass now. We'll see who. I always forget about him.
1: We'll see who else they can get.
0: And they (laughs) face the Cardinals first.
1: We'll see how they can defer more money elsewhere. (laughs) Exactly. That's what they're gonna do. You know. (laughs) Yeah. They're gonna sign. Cody Bellinger to a ten-year deal. Hmm. Only gonna pay it after ten years. <laughs> probably. Yep, yep.
0: Wouldn't that be something? Yep. Kicking it too. <laughs> I
1: I did see something. <laughs> Cody that, Bellinger. Uh, he bought uh, Otani. Bought someone's wife a car to get the number seventeen. Yeah, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Kelly um but what she she was super excited about it but what she doesn't know is that she's only getting the four tires now so she's got to get the rest <laughs> of the in yes, years yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> i like it i didn't i didn't make that one up i stole it i'll be honest <laughs> that's okay that's okay righty.
0: all right so uh let's get to uh your number one.
1: My national number one, Travis, is something we never thought we would see. Never in a million years did we ever think that this was going to happen, but it did. And that is WWE selling to Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon selling the company he, he, he basically built from the ground up into a powerhouse in the sports and entertainment industry. And sold it. And not only did he sell it, he merged it with Dana White and UFC, a, a company that he can't stand. Like, mm. it was, without a doubt, the most surreal moment for me as a sports and entertainment fan this year. Right. And if you know anything about what's happened in the world of entertainment this year, there's been a lot of surreal moments. It's
0: a lot of stuff, yeah. But
1: that was the most surreal moment and the trickle-down effect that... That has had on TV rights for not just the WWE, but also the UFC, because those are coming What are they going to do? Mm. And just this major combat sports entity that they have built in TKO Holdings just came out of nowhere. It just came out of nowhere. There were rumors they were going to sell, but no one ever thought to create a new super company with the ufc right that was not on anyone's list and again it was something none of us who are fans of the wrestling world thought we'd ever see vince sell his company yeah we never
0: thought we'd see the day
1: we we thought it would go to stephanie we thought it go to his kids we thought it may go to triple h we thought it would still stay in you know someone inside the bubble so to speak Mm -hmm. would still be in charge of it and now no they, nope. they are not and nope. it's a surreal thing for the first mm-hmm. time since 1983 there wow. is not a mcmahon running wwe
0: wow yeah talking about running events uh, events like pay-per-views and stuff yes. alongside the ufc on the same weekend yes and whatnot they're like yes. kicking around that idea of whether that would be cost effective for the company
1: yes and and, and tko possibly possibly <laughs> UFC being on Peacock, or wherever WWE goes streaming wise, like it's just—it's so crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Never thought i would see the day. Yes, but it's here.
1: Runner-up, by the way, uh, as as far as just barely missed my list, Travis. Mm-hmm. The rise of the CW network <laughs> in the sports world.
0: The rise of CW.
1: Yes. They're getting NASCAR Bush Series, the entire Bush Series, in a couple years. They got ACC football, ACC basketball, when a few years ago, no one knew what the CW was. Right. And suddenly, they've become this sports TV juggernaut. Hmm. Out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But
1: missed my top 10.
0: Just missed it. Just missed it.
1: It was 11. It and Red Bull were fighting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's right. He did
1: have red bull i mean they dominated could not include that
0: yeah I that'd mean, be like
1: going 18 and 0 in the nfl
0: and not make the list
1: well i know because you're not a race fan i get that although you did win pick them
0: i did of course
1: yeah because i'm
0: good at picking racers
1: random drivers yeah Eighth, February is coming up close It'll be time for Daytona before you know it. Weekend of Valentine's Day.
0: You think that that's random. (laughs) Hours and hours of
1: research. I know. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's funny. (laughs) All right. So, uh, my number one, a local story. High on the list in the half a year and it's still number one just because of how significant it was and we'll stick with the Teutopolis theme and the Teutopolis boys basketball uh, making it back to the state tournament uh, there.
1: Yeah, definitely well deserved. I mean, like we said, first time
0: since Coach Crawford. Yep. And uh, coming close all those times for Coach Reeder and his tenure, and uh, Coach Fahrenbacher, Coach Hansen uh, as well. And uh, then uh, at the top of us finally getting over the hump, beating Pinkneyville there in the Carbondale Super Sectional, where they just had uh, one of a super low output the year before mm-hmm. in a Super Sectional game. And then they finally uh, get over the hump uh, there. Yep. And. Uh, Uh, finishing with a state trophy in their uh, mantle there in boys basketball Mm -hmm. uh, this year. So, that was my top story
1: of the year. My top story of the year on a local level, Travis. I'll let you play the... One final time.
0: One One more time.
1: As you mentioned, the year of St. Anthony. Mm -hmm. As you said, first state champ in boys golf. Done. Got the state championship in boys golf. Yep. State champ girls cross country. Mhm. Yep. Third in volleyball in the state. Third. Yep. Made super sectionals in baseball. Mhm. Third place in softball. Yep. The only thing they didn't accomplish this year was basketball. Other than that, they got all the other sports. They made it to at least state or the final four. Mhm. Or at least super sectionals, I should say. Right. That's a pretty good year.
0: Yeah, they lost to Tuscola in the semi yep. of so that sectional
1: Yep. in Altamont. Yep. Yep. So, again, sectionals in boys basketball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. A pretty good year all around for St. Anthony. Yeah. Very good. There's a lot of schools, Travis, that would love to accomplish I those mean, things in a five-year period. In
0: mean, the heck, you want to say fall baseball, they took home the NTC championship. Yeah. And they're poised to make a run in basketball this year. And they're poised to
1: make a run in basketball this year. Uh Like I said, there are schools and not like, not hidden schools, not little tiny schools. I'm saying schools like Mattoon, Effingham, Charleston, you name it, that would love to have something like this happen to them within five years Mm -hmm. and get all of this. And St. Anthony, a small school, did it in one year. Yep Incredible Mm -hmm. Right You know I mean yes Mount Carmel made it to Runner up in football And Girls golf one state But other than that They didn't do As much Basketball team Didn't do a lot Baseball in the spring Didn't do a lot St. Mm -hmm. Anthony Doesn't matter what sport it is They're going to compete At the highest level And be one of the tops Of the area Yep In every sport Right.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, cross country there with uh, Isabel Keller, only a a freshman. freshman. Yep. And she's a state champion. State champ already. Cross country runner and doing things at the national level, too, out there on the West Coast. And
1: probably going to do stuff in track. Oh, yeah. You know, so the state titles may not be done for St. Anthony, but that will have to wait for a 2024 show. Yeah, exactly.
0: Save that for 2024. St. Anthony may not be done. Yep. they got to see if they can translate that to the spring in baseball and, uh, mm-hmm. of course, basketball.
1: So I would go.
0: think that they would be uh, in
1: consideration yes. this year. Yeah, I think so. so. I think so. There you go. There you go. That's our number one. That's number one. Very good. So now we've, we've done all the, the fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it time to do not fun stuff?
0: It's time that we look back. Look back. It's time that we look back and uh, remember those we've lost this year. Mm.
1: I believe it's time.
0: It's time for that uh, segment that we look back on the New Year's pod of R.I.P. in 2023. So we play the sad bed. Yeah. There and look back and there was a lot of people that I forgot about. Mm Mm-hmm and there's a lot of people that are just like kind of like random actors that you may have saw from a couple of shows and whatnot so and some really big ones as well so Mm -hmm. eric's got the list over here this year of uh, the people in the world of entertainment and sports yes i have another special sports entertainment
1: section of course you do we wouldn't be doing this show if we didn't naturally um So, alright Let's start with the Entertainment side, Travis Mm -hmm. And we're gonna start off with Melinda Dillon You may know her Especially around this time of year She played Mrs. Parker in A Christmas Story Hmm. She passed away January 9th, the age of 83 Really? Yes Lisa Marie Presley Mm -hmm. Daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Yep. Passed away January 12th, the age of 54 Mm -hmm. Robbie Knievel Evil Knievel's son. Right. Daredevil in his own right. Passed away January 13th at the age of 60. Wow. David Crosby of the rock band Crosby Stills Nash, which I always thought was a fun name. I don't know why. Yeah. Passed away January 18th at the age of 81. Hmm. Lisa Loring. Who's that you asked? She played Wednesday Adams in the Adams family in the 1960s. She passed away January 28th at 64.
0: She did, and the Netflix kind of
1: revitalizing the Wednesday character that was so big this year. Uh, Kyle Jacobs, this is for our country music fans, passed away February 17th at 49. That's Kelly Pickler's husband.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize
1: that. Yep. Uh, Richard Belzer, February 19th at the age of 78, played at John Munch on Law & Order. Yes, he did. He's one of those guys where if you don't know him, the moment you see him, you Mm go, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. I know that guy. Yep. 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 The actor Tom Sizemore passed away March 3rd at the age of 61, Saving Private Ryan. Was in a Mm -hmm. bunch of other uh, action films like that. Keith Nail. He was on Survivor twice. Once with his son, and then a couple seasons later. Keith. I remember that. Fireman Keith, I believe. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I don't
0: know. I remember him, like his uh, camo mm -hmm. hat and whatnot. A common man.
1: Yes. April 18th, the age of 62. hmm. Lee Goodman passed away April 22nd. He was a judge on Dancing with the Stars.
0: Yep, I remember. Yep. And they kind of had a award dedicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The winner of Dancing with the Stars went with his award.
1: WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Springer.
0: Yes, Jerry Springer.
1: Passed away April 27th at the Man. age of 79. Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Passed away May 24th at the age of 83. Tony Bennett, the famous singer, passed away at the Age of 96 on July 21st. Mm. Sinhead o- Sin O'Connor, mm-hmm. most known for tearing up a picture on Saturday Night Live, passed away July 26th at the age of 56. I think I remember hearing about that somewhere. Yep. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, the actor who played ah. Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. Yeah, Pee Wee. Yep, July 30th at the age of 70. Mm. Mark Margolis passed away August 3rd at the age of 83 have him written down. Travis, help me out. Uh, that was uh, the Saltamaca from
0: Breaking Bad. Thank you. And just a mobster. I guy. knew you would know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, DJ Casper with the Cha-Cha Slide. <laughs> DJ Casper. Passed away August 7th at the age of 58. That song will be played at junior high dances till the end of time. Oh, well, yeah. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Weddings, too. Yep. Johnny Hardwick, the voice of Dale Gribble passed away this year from king of the hill fame
0: i i completely forgot about that yep hmm.
1: yep wow yep rusty shackelford <laughs> ron cypress jones this one was a little near and dear to my heart passed away august 19th the age of 65 he played william hill on the show this is us i mean wife were mm-hmm. big fans of this is us that's how i remember that one yeah hmm August 26th, at the age of 99, Bob Barker passed away. Bob Barker,
0: yes. If you were sick,
1: you spent your mornings with Bob (sighs) Barker. Man, RIP to Bob. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. September 1st, at the age of 76, Jimmy Buffett passed away. (sighs) Jimmy Buffett, that's right. Margaritaville. Mm Mm-hmm. No more. What a classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, On September 4th. At the age of 56, Steve Harwell passed away, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. Oh. I just remember All-Star. Hey, now. You're mm-hmm. an All-Star. Just yeah, remember. they had some hits, yep. for yep. sure, in the 2000s. Uh, September 28th, at the age of 82, Michael Gabin passed away. That is um, the guy who played Dumbledore. Oh, yes. Yes. Passed away. Like a good Harry Potter. October 28th, the age of 54, Matthew Perry passed away. He did, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm. And then finally, Andre Brager, December 11th, the age of 61, passed away. He was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was the chief. Oh, I yep, believe. he was. Yep, that one kind of came out of nowhere. That was a sudden one. Right. Yeah, and that one was recent. Yes, very too, much so. so. All right, moving all on to warm. sports. Mm-hmm. Ken Block. The rally driver passed away on New Year's Day at the age of 55.
0: I remember you talking about that. Bobby Hall,
1: the great NHL player, passed away January 30th at the age of 84. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tim McCarver passed away February 15th at the age of 81. It
0: happened in in February, so it happened so long ago. Yep. Yep. Almost
1: forgot about that. Willis Reed, the famous... Willis Reed game of uh, Game 7 of the NBA Finals, where he walked out and led the Knicks to their championship. Mm -hmm. He passed away March 20th at the age of 80. Hmm. Doyle Brunson Travis passed away May 14th at the age of 89. World Series of Poker. He was known as the Great Father and the Godfather of Poker. Uh I remember watching World Series of Poker all the time, and uh, I thought it was so fun to play poker because... I thought that when you went to the game, they actually showed other everyone else's cards, so I knew how to yeah, win. exactly. And then I, I I went to a casino, and, I, and that's uh, not how it doesn't
0: works. work out like that. No. no. <laughs>
1: um, but Doyle passed away. Uh, yeah, he actually Travis. Hat. He has he won one of his World Series of Poker bracelets. Mm-hmm. He won one of the big tournaments, and it's called pulling a Doyle. the hmm. The card really. Uh, lineup. The hand that won. Yep, the hand he won with. Because hmm. um, he was behind until, I think, like the final card, and it gave him the win. Wow. Went all in on it. Uh, Jim Brown passed away May 18th yeah. the age of 87. It's famous Hall of Famer in the NFL. One. Yep. Some
0: people call him
1: the GOAT. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ricky Hummel passed away May 20th at the age of 77. A writer, mostly in the St. Louis area, writing wow, on the yep. Cardinals, um, mm-hmm. was uh, Baseball Writers of America, yep. won some awards with them as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. June 27th, Ryan Mallett passed away at the age of 35. Uh, former quarterback uh, at yeah. Arkansas, as well as in the NFL, uh, passed away due to drowning Drowned, there in Florida. Yep. He was a high school football coach at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that. Former NFL wide receiver Mike Williams passed away September 12th uh, at the age of 36. Mm-hmm. The famous Brooks Robinson passed away September 26th at the age of 86 as well. Yep. Tim Wakefield uh. passed away October 1st. The age of fifty-seven, and once again, this is the perfect time to say it, Kurt Schilling, you're a jerk. So exactly, Dick Mm. Buckis passed away October fifth at the age of eighty.
0: Yep, no one defined Chicago and Illinois more than Dick. So,
1: man, Adam Johnson passed away at the age of twenty-nine, October twenty-eighth. That was the player, the hockey player over in Europe who mm-hmm. had his neck sliced in a game. Yep. Bob Knight passed Bobby away 90, yep. November 1st night, uh, at the age of
0: 83. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was a big one.
1: And finally, Frank Wycheck, uh passed away December 9th at the age of 52. Famous member of the Titans, the Oilers before that. Was part of the Music City Miracle. Um, was on the field for that. As well as a former TNA wrestler.
0: <laughs> and yes.
1: That's a big. I didn't include it.
0: Big inclusion
1: you. He won. Absolutely. He won his match. <laughs> it's anniversary Oh yeah. no! There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you mentioned that when he when he first passed away when we announced that uh-huh. on the show. <laughs> That's still, still humorous. Thank you. Of Thank his you. TNA career. You're you're very welcome. Thank you for including that. <laughs> Well, I kind of know why you put that at the uh, very end. Yes. uh there because I always like to uh take a special shout out and a special look back at the people that affected Eric and I more than most. Um time to look back at the people that we lost in the sports and entertainment yes. industry this year of professional wrestling. And uh first one on the uh list here was the, the exotic Adrian Street. Yep. Passed away at the age of 82 years old. Mhm. Uh Bushwhacker Butch. Yep. Butch Miller passed away at the age of uh, 78. Of course everyone knows the WWE Bushwhackers, but before that they were completely different with yep. the sheep herders yes. and Bled buckets yes, across they did. territories they did. everywhere all around the world. But they were Hall of Famers because of their bushwhacker Licking heads.
1: Yes. Can't do that now. No.
0: (laughs) No. Especially since
1: most of the time it was kids. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, Darren Drozdov, Uh, uh, dead at 54. Um, He was uh, paralyzed in the uh, ring Mm -hmm. and he was confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his his life. And he was
1: on the WWE payroll for a very long time, even after he was paralyzed. And that was always something I found Remarkable about the WWE that they kept him on there for that. I
0: think time. on ESPN, they had a 30 for 30 or a special E60 story yep. on Drozdov. Yeah. Uh, so former
1: NFL player, too.
0: I should check it out. Um, former uh, promoter and uh, father of Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Passed away at the age of 80. Yep. Uh, let's see. I think I had his real name written down, his civilian name, uh, Mike Hallen. A.K.A. Mantar.
1: Oh, Mantar. One of the worst gimmicks ever.
0: 55. Mm. Mantar was. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Leapin' Lanny. Leapin' Lanny Poffo. Mm -hmm. Passed away at the age of 68. Forever
1: known as the brother of Macho Man.
0: Brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, He was also the genius. Yes. As well, staring at him in his uh, graduation cap and ga- get a poem. Read a poem. On a frisbee. That's right. <laughs> what a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I think that all is left is the big ones. Uh, Iron Sheik. Ah, Sheiky baby. Sheiky baby. Make you humble. Passed away at the age of 81. Went off his rocker towards the end, but that's okay. Yeah, he's probably memes and whatnot. Yep. You can see oh, his yeah. fame yep. now. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Eldridge Wayne Coleman Jr. Do you know who I'm talking about? No clue. That is the civilian name of a superstar Billy Graham. Ah, Passed away at the age of 79. Hmm. I mean, superstar with the huge
1: muscles you, and everything and the bleach blonde hair. Very reminiscent of a certain Hulk Hogan. <laughs> very much so. And you also will hear, if you listen to the Country Friday Morning Show, uh, and the intro for that morning show, it says the man with the power, the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. It's from Superstar Billy Graham. Mm. Just pointing that out. Yeah, somebody stole that
0: line off of him, huh?
1: I used it. Creative licensing.
0: Well, not you, but I'm, I'm saying I thought, uh, yeah. I thought like Randy Savage said that. He is. A couple of times yeah. in his promo yep. or Superstar Dusty Roads first. or something. Yep. But... um. The uh, legendary uh, Terry Funk. Yes. The Funker. Yes. Passed away at the age of 79. Mm-hmm. He had declining health problems. yeah, And, of course, listening to the wrestling podcast that I do, uh, doing yep. about a two-month tribute to the guy. Yep. Made such an impact on the industry. Oh, yeah. And I'm and sorry that I didn't appreciate Funk when he was alive. The but... best
1: thing about Terry Funk was that he always wanted to help others.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you didn't find very many who wanted to do that in the wrestling world.
0: So many, so many wrestlers influenced Mm
1: -hmm. by Terry Funk, and and just when you thought you'd seen everything he could do, he would pull out a moonsault at the age of (laughs) fifty-five. He would retire about fifteen times. times. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, just about there. (laughs) Uh, Man, R.I.P. to a Terry Funk. A uh, couple of active wrestlers that passed away at the young age of 38, A Jay Briscoe, part of the Briscoe Brothers.
1: And Travis, that happened very early in the year. Dirt. I remember that. And I thought for sure, this is the most tragic death we're going to have this year. A car accident um, mm. with his daughters in the car. Yep. Um. It was just. It was a horrible situation. And it was so sad. Mm-hmm. But as as sad as it was, and it was very sad. I thought to myself at the time, this is the worst. This is the one that's going to hurt me the most this year. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. And, we're, and we'll you talk were about wrong. that in a second.
0: And uh, that's the uh, other one. That was uh, an active wrestler, and even younger than Jay. Uh, he was only thirty six. Uh, that was uh, Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. uh, passed away at the age of 36.
1: And, Travis, that one hit me so yeah. hard mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And I told my oh, wife yeah. that. I said, "I," he was one of the guys that got me back into wrestling.
0: Hmm.
1: Doing his creativity. I, myself, am a very creative person. And so seeing his creativity was just magic. It was and the fact that we're not going to see it anymore mm-hmm. is upsetting and never mind the fact he believes leaves behind a wife and a young family um, which yep. is another thing and the, and the fact that he came back to the, the WWE earlier late last year and had a match in January and then was gone and just vanished and no one knew what happened to him and then it mm-hmm. comes out months 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 later oh he's getting ready to come back He'll be back soon. They're working on plans for him to come back, and then the next thing you know, he's dead.
0: Yeah, um, it was a heart issue. Yeah, um, he had a, a COVID yep. um, a while back, and yep, um, that caused the uh, heart issue. Yep,
1: yep. and, um, and the... read a lot of things about how he was wearing a, a monitor or something like that, and took it off because it was uncomfortable and. You know, things like that. None of that's confirmed, obviously. But then to find out from his dad that his grandma passed away two weeks beforehand. Wow. It was just, that's a hard time for that family. And, you know, a grandma you can kind of expect, because I'm sure she was getting up there in age. You know, you, you get to an age where you're like, this is going to happen. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that one was was very hard. Um, and, and I think the timing of it made it a little harder. Me personally, because well, no, you, I, I yeah,
0: well, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, Terry Funk's uh, passing kind of got and uh, glossed yes. over yes. because they were only a
1: day apart, yes. Um, when, and, uh, and Bray unexpectedly passed, like you said, Terry was in declining health for a while. A lot of people knew that, a lot of people were expecting that. No one was expecting Bray, right? Or Wyndham, mm-hmm. so yep.
0: So that definitely affected me as well yes. just because he was uh, active and yes. a, a promo that was uh, shown yes. uh, after his uh, passing. One of the first ones that he uh, cut in the ring um, was actually in St. Louis, and yeah. I was uh, there for it. Um, so that was uh, extra special. I never got me. to
1: see him live, and mm-hmm. that was one that – But The I, fireflies. I, I went back the very moment I found out and I saw his return from 2022 – and uh just it was so magical and hearing his one of his last promos in the ring and how he was talking about death and talking about Mm -hmm. it was it was really it it was eerily similar to when ultimate warrior died and he's talking about the night before he dies every man breathes his last breath uh yeah it was was eerie it was so um is that all you had for the yeah that's all all i had okay I can't leave this, and I can do this because it's our show, so I I can't leave this segment without also saying um, I wanted to give a special mention to my grandma. My grandma passed away this year. Um, Mm, Sorry
0: to... to hear. I was sorry to hear about that.
1: Yes, yes. And again, it was a thing of declining health, and we all knew it was coming, but that doesn't make it any easier. And that happened about a week before Bray, I believe, maybe after Bray. It was around the same time frame. And my favorite racetrack growing up as a kid got sold and was demolished within the a month after that. So oh, it was, it was a it was a rough, rough little bit of the end of the, the year for me. But um, Travis, I'm not gonna let this this show end on a negative note. <laughs> I'm not gonna let it end with sadness. Are you ready for this? Oh that's good. Alright, I want mm-hmm. you you got you got a notepad out.
0: Uh yeah. You got yeah. a piece of paper? Keep yeah. track of. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm giving you three bold predictions for 2024.
0: Oh boy! Here right we go. now, here we go. Here we go. Number <laughs> one. Uh huh.
1: Because I'm starting to believe Illinois will make it past the first weekend.
0: Illinois past past
1: the first first weekend. weekend. All right, he's in. I'm I'm believing Travis. I'm going on the record here. I like it. Okay, that's We're amazing. going to
0: Indiana after this to put a flyer on them to make the final four. Yeah, I'm right. so <laughs> mad that I didn't do it in Louisiana.
1: Thing two prediction number two for 2024. Mm hmm. Trying to think of which sport I want to go to next. He was thinking about this. I'm thinking about this one. We will see the end. Of the Golden State Warriors as we know it. The end. The end. Now, does that mean a player is traded? Possibly. Steve Kerr retires? Possibly. Moves on. But that franchise, as we have known for the past couple years in their run of dominance, is over. It's over. It's over.
0: Hmm. It's more of a reality than it's ever been.
1: And the third and final prediction for 2024, Travis hmm This is the one I want to happen the most.
0: Okay.
1: This is the one I'm putting all the cards on the table for. I'm going all in and on this And this is one, Travis, that I think you will agree with me on. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers will not win the World Series. Yes. Not win. I like it. Not win.
0: I'm in for that.
1: I won't go as far to say a first-round exit. I'd love a first-round exit. I'd love a 75-win season, if I'm honest. (laughs) But I'll I'll take a first-round exit. I will take a CS exit. I will take a World Series
0: loss. That that makes it better if they win 100 games and uh, still lose.
1: I would love if they won 125 games, Travis, make it to the World Series, and get swept by somebody. Mm -hmm. That would be perfect for me.
0: Yep, perfect. Perfect. I like it.
1: All right. Those are my three bold <laughs> predictions for 2024. I like it that we'll he's on. We'll be back on. in a year to tell you if it worked out or not.
0: <laughs> I like it that we got, an, uh, we got Eric on the Illinois train.
1: I for the it. moment. We'll see in a week where I'm at. We start Big Ten play coming up. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's right. In the new year. Yes. 2024. So
1: we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how I'm feeling after a, a week of that, <laughs> after that Purdue game coming up in a, a couple of days.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. <laughs> all right so i think that'll do it yes that does it for the show
1: i've eaten all my appeal and eat shrimp so uh, we need to go
0: we're running low on uh, supplies i'm
1: running low on, on shrimp and <sighs> wine so. yeah
0: i need to r- refill myself yes all right so uh thank you guys and uh, gals yeah. for uh listening all year long and we'll be back better than ever in 2024 with some cool things in the pipeline
1: yes big things happening in 24 24 make sure you keep down in the podcast keep listening because we are closing in on something big
0: that's right big accomplishment uh, for us and it wouldn't be possible without our listeners and downloaders of the pod I like all of y'all yeah. so uh, thanks for all the support and uh, we'll see you in 2024 have a happy new year